Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Controller Report Podcast, episode 38. I'm Benjamin Yoder, and I'm here, again, talking to you about video games. Um, I finally got over my <laughs> my little writing hump. I forget, I think last week I, I mentioned that I had started making some progress on some things. So, uh, I finally sat down and started doing some work on some small articles. Nothing, nothing super impressive or anything. Most of them came together in a couple days, which, uh, usually means that they're probably just kind of, you know, one note things. Like I did, I did like, I basically did a review on Kirby Battle Royale and I mean, there's not a lot to write about in Kirby Battle Royale in general. Um, I did see some people covering it from the aspect of, um, you know, the copy abilities, adding depth to all these mini games. Um, that's not something I personally saw when I was playing. Uh, at least nothing is significant. Um, it just I didn't think it was a very a very deep game. I wrote a review about it. You should read it if you want. <laughs> if you want to know more, but yeah, I I did that. That was a, a short little piece. Um, obviously, I did that dead or alive piece, and then I also have a piece coming up uh, next week um, on on a uh, Joy-Con stuff. Um, specifically, just just some about my hopes and dreams that I had with the Nintendo's with Nintendo's Joy Cons and how they were crushed horribly since i got the switch <laughs> um so yeah and uh all those are are have been pretty uh pretty simple stuff though um you know when i was doing that uh when i did that that 2017 or 2018 article or so i, I did like a, a a 2017 year in review of things i thought about it was not <laughs> it was it was just kind of like stuff that it kind of stuck with me throughout the year um when I did that, I also had like a little section at the end that was like, what do I want to do for 2018? Um, and the big part of it was like, I want to play more JRPGs. Uh, and then also, I want to play more new video games, which I mean, the Kirby Battle Royale is the the result of that. Um, but, um, but I think one thing I didn't really talk about is like what I want to do with writing for this year. And I think at that time, I probably didn't really know what I wanted to do with writing this year. Um, and I, that's probably been true for a long time. It's like, I, I, I mean, I stopped writing for a lot of places back in like 2012 and I've just been kind of going, puttering about, I had some, some articles I published over on uh venture beat. I, I published, I think like five articles there, uh, throughout, I think 2012 and 2013. And really since 2014, I haven't really published anything. Um, so I'm hoping this year, I think I want to go ahead and um, finally, finally try to get something published again. Um, it's it's difficult because most of the time when I was writing for places um, a long time ago, uh, generally what happened is I had a I had people reach out to me, or b it was almost like a uh, you submit the article beforehand, so you'd write the entire article and then submit it off, and then either they would accept it or they would not, um, and I, I like that format because sometimes I don't know what an article is going to be or if it's going to turn out by the time I'm done. Uh, but at the same time, it's not how <laughs> how writing for actual money works most of the time. Um, I mean, sometimes it works that way, but again, yeah. Um, so I do want to, I think, I think a goal of mine, and maybe 
I haven't really set a timeline, but maybe I'll try to before, you know, at least mid this year or something is try to try to put together a piece to try to sell to some some someone or at least do the research I need ahead of time uh, and then, you know, create my 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 angle on it and then, you know, pitch it, pitch it to someone to to post and we'll see we'll see how it goes um <laughs> i don't think i've ever successfully pitched anything um so so we'll see how that goes uh i i know what i need to do research wise for it at least i believe i do it may be down the line as i'm doing more research i'll need to expand but um yeah so anyways i guess i guess that's like a quick run over of what my plans are for 2018 in terms of writing um for now uh it's, it's just gonna be probably a lot of small articles and stuff um and hopefully i i i create something you know meaningful um i also need to do another video soon i don't remember the last video i did to be honest probably undead syndrome i think that i think i posted that I think it's been like a month and a half since I posted that, if not more. So anyways, I have an article for next week. Um, I'm also uh, thinking, I think I'm, I, I kind of got the Final Fantasy XI itch again a little bit, but not enough to play it at the second. So I think I might be having some Final Fantasy XI articles coming up here soon. Um, I had one I had started about the story of the game um, and like, not really sure how I want to present that article yet, but um. I think the big problem I have with writing about the story of Final Fantasy XI is that it's a lot of story. <laughs> and then also, I never played a... So there's three nations in Final Fantasy XI. There's Sandoria, Winders, and Bastuk. And uh, for two large chunks, if maybe three large chunks of that game, um, those stories are unique to those nations. So if you weren't a part of those nations, you didn't get any of the story associated with them. Um, so I went back late last year and tried to start doing the winter stuff and then got distracted and pulled away I think because I was moving <laughs> um with like life stuff and then like and then when I came back to actually playing video games significantly again I had moved on to other stuff but uh I think that'll be the biggest thing keeping me from getting that article out so that article might not come out anytime soon uh but then I have another another article I'm I think I might want to work on but that may also take some time I haven't really sat there and drafted it out yet I think there may be some additional research I need to do for it so We'll see. We'll see. So that's that's my thoughts on stuff for writing. But the the last two articles in this upcoming one are just kind of stuff I slapped together. Hopefully you guys are enjoying them. Hopefully they're not terrible. <laughs> I didn't think I, I didn't. I, there was nothing offensive about them to me in a way that I was like, oh, this is like terrible. So. So, yeah, it's probably pretty good to to start light though after how how rough i had it with that valkyrie revolution article i have that problem with like like near Auto automata article i did where i just spend so much time effort and energy on it i just explode and then have to reset myself basically so other than that um i've been playing more tokiden 2 uh i finally got monster Hunter world but i have not put it in yet i got it yesterday night so um so i gotta actually play it now <laughs> uh so make a character and stuff uh but mainly what i've been doing is playing xenoblade chronicles 2 not a ton but i've been putting more time into it and thinking a lot more about it more critically um so early on in that game um i think the biggest thing i noticed is just how how long it takes for all these parts to come together they 
they take a super long time to introduce all these different elements to you. Uh, I think I mentioned this before where it's like, you know, it's like 15, 20 hours. You're still getting tutorials and stuff and um, it's still introducing parts of the, the battle mechanics to you. Um, I've, I'm finally past that part where the game's continuing to introduce that stuff to you. And I really didn't need that stuff to be reintroduced to me because I, I, when I played Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So most of that stuff I already had in 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 my brain, but I imagine for someone who's new, that'd be very difficult to tackle with 20 hours of learning new mechanics. <laughs> um, but since since I um, am, am kind of past that, I'm starting to focus more on just, uh, you know, the, the game as a whole. Um, and it's, it's somewhat amazing how underdeveloped it feels. <laughs> Um, I, I, I mentioned in that uh, 2017 article I did where, um, for me, Xenoblade Chronicles or sorry, Monolith Soft as a developer is all about the battle system. Um, the other stuff I do like, there's definitely things I love about Xenoblade Chronicles 1 story and characters. Uh, but when it comes down to it, the battle system is what I'm here for in Monolith games. Um, and that is totally here in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I am super happy with it. I am enjoying it the entire way through. Um, there's a few little little hiccups here and there, especially with like uh, normal enemy combat. It it really feels built for like long long boss encounters against like singular foes. Uh, anytime you have multiple enemies on on hand, it it starts to kind of break down a bit. But uh, overall, I'm I'm very happy with with the battling battles. Um, what, what the problem is <laughs> is that everything else just doesn't feel quite right. Like the, the map design, it's really hard to put into words what's wrong with the maps. Um, it they feel, and I mean this not in the sense of displaying the map, although that is an issue. Uh, just the, the flow of the areas. Um, they don't. They don't feel like they have um, a a pool for the player. So, so I think in Xenoblade Chronicles One, and admittedly it's been a long time since I've played. Uh, there's there's a lot of these big open areas. They're not it's not a big open world like Xenoblade Chronicles X, but there's like these big pockets of areas that you can explore. And I feel like there was there was kind of a natural progression to those areas. You kind of got pulled in a general direction, and you'd break off and kind of go through these different paths to eventually get to the end point. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 almost feels like they tried to make the more open world aspect into those pockets of areas, uh, closer to like what Xenoblade Chronicles X was as a whole game, where it's just like, here's this area, um, we're just going to kind of sprinkle stuff around in here and you'll, you'll tackle it as you get there. But I think the problem is, is that there's not really a clear through line through each area, or at least like a clear general direction you're going. Each area doesn't feel like it has a flow to it. It's just kind of like, here's all this stuff. <laughs> um, and, and so there's a lot of times you just, you're kind of walking and you don't know where you're going and you don't really have any context for where you are in the area. A lot of times it's often very kind of confined in a strange way, I would say. And maybe part of the graphics kind of come into this is that Xenoblade Chronicles X or Xenoblade Chronicles 2, uh, the fidelity wise, and I'm, I'm not a big graphics person, so this normally wouldn't bother me, but fidelity wise, uh, the background just kind of turns into mush in a way. I don't know if it's like the resolutions. It's, it's probably not the resolution, although there are resolution issues in uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. 
but the it's, it's just like everything just kind of like blurs and glosses over it's it's very strange um and then just like the map design is like the, or sorry the the actual like the map design itself actually you can't really freely look at the map it's just kind of like this the static map that you can kind of look around on but it's not really clear how these areas piece together a lot of the times you don't really have a context for um the different sections of where they connect it's just kind of this um I don't know it's just like it's like this layered menu of maps and then none of them really seem to associate with each other and then the actual like shape and size of the areas don't seem to to have any relation to each other either and then it's just down to like the waypoint system like a lot of times you'll have an icon that says like it looks like something's ahead of you and you start walking and it gets further and further away and you look at the map and it's actually behind you and so I think they're trying to tell you that like it's on the same like line that you're on from it but you're facing the wrong way but then sometimes when when things when the when the icon is like kind of off on the side and stuff it's not clear that it's actually to the side you start turning that way to go point to that and it's not there it's very strange i don't know how to explain it um but yeah the world and i'm probably just gonna stop here because this is really just part one of what i think is kind of crazy about xenoblade chronicles 2 not really being (laughs) being pulled together but it's just like everything in the game is just like oh my gosh who how'd this happen (laughs) everything everything outside the battle system um and i I say how this happened but there actually was a interesting uh i don't know interview is probably not the right word it was a it was a japanese um uh i think series where uh the uh, i forget his name shoot Let's be thorough and pull his name up here real quick just to make sure we get it right. Tetsuya Takahashi. Uh, it's been with well, a long time president. Anyways, um, and yes, producer. Maybe not producer. I don't know. Anyways, so he was he was basically talking with uh, someone from Atlas about the uh, the struggles they had during development. And it sounds like a lot of people were off working on Zelda and that they were really short staffed and they outsourced a lot of work. At least on the visual side, that seems like they outsourced a lot outsourced a lot of work. But overall, it sounds like they were just short staffed in general. Um, and <laughs> hearing that and like what the final product of what Xenoblade Chronicles Two is, it's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that feels about right. It feels like not nearly enough people were working on this game for not nearly enough time. Um, it's definitely a complete feeling game. I'm not going to sit there and say like it feels like parts of the game are missing, but it feels like everything really needed like another iteration um, and that needed to be completely reworked. Um, in some cases, like the waypoint system is just uh, almost useless unless you're just like facing directly at something and you know exactly where it is. Um but yeah, I'm probably going to have a pretty hefty article or video on Xenoblade Chronicles 2 at some point just because there's so much going on and it's going to be hard because I I will say I I really enjoyed Xenoblade enjoy Xenoblade Chronicles 2 from what I've played, but there's a lot a lot of problems, a lot a lot of problems and it's it's going to be hard not to let those problems completely absorb the article. I mean, I don't want to sit there and say like, oh, I'm going to cover up what those problems are. No, obviously not. But what I what I mean by that is there's parts of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 that really shine through all that stuff. And I feel like the article in the same way should make those parts shine through as well. Um, 
and not get, you know, completely muddied up by everything else. Um, so yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I'm still playing it. <laughs> it's going to be a while, unfortunately, as I I don't put nearly enough time as I need to into video games at the moment. Uh, I'm getting Dragon Ball Z sent through Gamefly, the Dragon Ball Z, Fighter Z, what it's called. We're running behind. Let's do Fortune Cookie. Also, oh, I keep clicking the wrong button. Okay, Fortune Cookie time. I gotta fix this list because that game is absolutely not something I've played. Uh, I did play that technically. This, something's going on here. Okay, God Eater Resurrection. Um, for an episode I'm behind on, God Eater Resurrection is a bad choice. <laughs> um, but... <clears throat> and I think I might have talked about God Eater Resurrection recently when I talked about Tokiden 2. Um, God Eater Resurrection is probably the first. So I played Monster Hunter Tri back in like uh, 2009, whenever that, whenever that came out. Uh, and then I also played Freedom Wars, which some of the team that works on God Eater series worked on Freedom Wars. God Eater Resurrection is a, a PS4 remake of the original God Eater game on PSP. And um, it's... It's kind of amazing how little content there is in that game. <laughs> like, the, the number of maps there are. There are so few maps, and they're so simple, and, and there's no real depth to to what you're doing and how you're moving around the environment. Um, there's just a, not a lot going on in terms of, like, the, the content of the game. It's a lot of reskin monsters. Like most Monster Hunter games, a lot of reskin monsters. Um, and I wouldn't say any of them are particularly... Um, particularly uh unique in how you fight them it's it's pretty pretty much the, the same uh but what god eater does have is um as the title says you eat you eat these gods you have a blade that basically can devour um these monsters and so what that does is it gives you like a a a boost like a level one boost and then um you also turn their 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 flesh into bullets basically and then you use those bullets in a variety of different ways either by firing them at the enemies or you can also fire them at your teammates when you fire them at your teammates it brings it levels up their boost to like a level three boost and they have like the, that's like the highest level of stat games you can have so everyone's trying to like keep this level three boost and um how you how you extend it is either getting another bullet from another teammate or if you're eating the monster it'll extend that boost as well so you're you're frequently trying to work those um those devour moves into a combo even if you're not using the bullets actively um and then what's what's also interesting is that there's a lot of different types of devours that you can associate different buffs with so um for example like there's a if you do like a dash a dash devour um it like absorbs uh let's you can do like attack up you can do like speed up there's a lot of very specific ones like you know um trying to get something off the top of my head recovery moves things like that there's a lot of different excuse me there's a lot of different things <coughs> excuse me uh <laughs> Oh, and I smacked my microphone. We'll see how that sounds when I'm editing. <laughs> um, so anyways, the point being, uh, God Eater is really a game about eating. <laughs> um, that might that might be its one sole, sole uh, strong point. Um, it's not a bad game. I'll, I'll definitely say that. I'm going to adjust my, my pop mic here too real quick so you might hear that. Woo, 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 or pop shield. 
pop shield. Um, so, so yeah, God Eater. Um, it's definitely a solid game. I think the story's pretty pretty cute. The localization and um, voice acting is pretty amazing. Um, there's a lot of really funny dialogue. Uh, and it's all delivered very well in a really goofy way that makes a lot of sense. But they, when they are serious, they do you know, they do have the the they do a good job of balancing like that that goofy you know style of like Japanese anime and stuff like that. It or certain types of hmm what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. There's types of Japanese anime that you can think of where it's like this mix of like silliness but also seriousness kind of shoved into one that I really like that I don't feel like you see a lot in, in Western media as much. Um, this is a train wreck <laughs> of trying to explain God Eater. Um, but yeah, God Eater's all right. I think if you if you haven't played uh, if you haven't played a Monster Hunter game in a long time and you don't want to like. You don't want to just like spoil yourself by going straight to Monster Hunter World or Tokiden because those games, well, at least for Tokiden 2 and based off what I hear from Monster Hunter World, uh, those games will probably destroy uh, your patience for older Monster Hunter style games like God Eater. <laughs> um, um, I think it's worth it's worth going and playing, but if you've, if you've already played like a Tokiden 2 or something that has a lot of accessibility options and like a lot of information within the game itself and, 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 and tells you how all these mechanics work instead of just like hiding them from you or, you know, so you go look them up on a wiki or something. Uh, yeah, it would be hard to go back to God Eater after getting all that stuff. Or if you just look like, or if you're okay with just looking up a wiki, there you go. You can still play God Eater. God Eater's all right. I don't really know what I was trying to say about God Eater in that case. Uh, the devour mechanics are really cool and unique. I think that's really what I want to say about God Eater. I think that's really its strongest point. Uh, character customization is alright too. I wish there were more clothing options, but hey. That's going to do it for this week. Um, it was kind of a... Uh, well, I guess I always I always say it's kind of a mess of an episode, but that's kind of the point of this podcast. Um, I literally do this podcast in one go with no editing most of the time unless it's like when I hit that mic earlier it will destroy your ears and I'll take that out but but yeah I mean just as a reminder <laughs> like the, the entire point of this podcast is just so I try to do a better job talking about games sometimes off the top of my head um and sometimes I do an okay job without I think I did pretty all right with Xenoblade um but but sometimes I do a bad job of it like with God Eater <laughs> Um, it's a learning experience. And then also just, uh, it's, a uh, it's supposed to be minimal work. Um, if I, if I spent time making an actual podcast, uh, this podcast probably wouldn't happen every week. It probably wouldn't, ha- it would probably start for a while and, and then, uh, fall off the face of this earth. But I can literally just with this sit down, dedicate 20 minutes to recording. And then, um, and then while I'm doing something else later, listen to it, make sure it sounds fine. And then put some music at the beginning and the end and call it a day. So that's why this podcast exists. And if you're listening, I'm, I hope, I hope you enjoy my weird ramblings. (laughs) If you want, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's going to be it for this week. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. I'm gonna, um, try to go beat some Tokiden 2 and then maybe start Monster Hunter World tonight. And then obviously try to play Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but we'll see because all three of those games are nightmare games that take so much time. So, yeah, I love my nightmare. I love my video game nightmare. The end.